Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you're listening to Raider Nation 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 1.30, got Paloma Villacana. Hey. From Fox 5 Sports, host of the Rev Zone, talking all things UNLV, both Lady Rebels and Running Rebels. The Lady Rebels being will be in action tonight. Thomas and Mac. The men will start their tournament run tomorrow at the Thomas and Mac. We'll talk all things Rebel Hoops with Paloma coming up at 1.30. We also want to hear from you throughout the course of the show, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187. I will pass along one quick tweet before we get into cover three. And, uh, of course, now that I say that, I probably lost it. But, yeah, I did. So I'll find it later. (laughs) (laughs) It's what happens every time. I saw it. I thought it was a really good tweet. And I want to throw it out there into the world. But uh, I definitely lost it. So I don't know where it's at. So, okay. I will find it, and I'll pass it along. Let's go ahead and jump into Cover 3, NFL News and Notes of the Day. It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL News and Notes of the Day, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Well, the biggest news of the day, we talked about it in great length in segment number, or in hour number one, Carson Wentz traded to the Washington football team. Uh, again, the Colts get 2022 third-round pick, 2023 third-round pick, and uh, it becomes a second-round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the plays, plus they get a 2022 second-round pick, and Washington gets Carson Wentz uh, and a second-round pick. So there you go. Uh, and the Washington football team has to pay his huge, massive salary. So that was the biggest news that hit today. But also, uh, how about Von Miller? Von Miller, and you've talked about it a couple times, Damon, looked like he was going to be a guy that was going to end up back in Denver, and he was kind of putting out cryptic tweets and Instagram messages that he wanted to get back to Denver, get that old feeling back and all that good stuff. Well, then he told Josina Anderson today, and she tweeted out, Von Miller to me on the phone while on vacation, talking about his football future. I want to figure it out with the Rams first. And foremost, because they've been real good to me. On the slim chance that can't happen, then I'll explore all my options. So, what the hell does Von Miller want to do? Does he want to go back to Denver? Does he want to stay in L.A.? What's the deal? It's L.A. or Denver. Basically, if the Rams number is right, he's a Ram. But if he if he hits up his friends in Denver and say, hey, can you match it? I might, I might just come back home. Homecoming. All that BS. Me and <laughs> Russell Wilson. Get the band back together. I'm tired of it. Well, I mean, the band's not really getting back together because Russell Wilson and him haven't played together. Well, you know, but all the other people in Denver, like, he'll probably still have his old locket. Like, would he leave half a season? <laughs> right, exactly. You know what's funny, though, about that? I heard someone saying that, oh, he's he's just a ring chaser. How is he a ring chaser? He got traded. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's true. I mean, he's not a ring chaser. Ring chasers are the guys that sign as free agents somewhere just to go and try to get a w- ring. He literally was traded in the middle of the season. Yeah, and he's not even a bag chaser like Indominus Sue, who is also... I'm not mad at chasing bags. Yeah, yo, because he's not because he's not a ring chaser, like you said. He got traded, so you know. Let's not hate on. Let's not hate on him a little bit too much. Right? No, I'm not. I just wonder what in the Whoever hell he wants to do. That? Whoever said that? It like, feels like to me that Von Miller's using the Broncos as leverage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he know he knows that they want him back, and he's trying to get the Rams to kind of ante up a little bit more. That's just what it feels like to me. Because I, I wouldn't want to leave L.A. Well, I'll tell you this: I spent a week in L.A. and I was ready to get the hell out of there. I mean, L.A. is expensive. Oh, but when you ain't got to worry about the price out there, it's, it's different. No, My man. I'm living a different lifestyle than you I and know, I know, I understand, but the more you make, the more they take. I mean, look, let's not make no mistake about it, brother. The, also, tax, man, the tax man don't discriminate. But think about how easy work is when you get to come into work. 
and you've got, what's it, Malcolm Floyd, and then you also have Aaron Donald. And then when you go to Denver, they probably going to expect you to be the man again. Well, I mean, he should expect to be the man. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he don't want to be the man. But I sometimes it's easy to be like, you got this one, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> then you look good because big fella just blew up a guard, the guard in the center, and you just come off the edge. All right. Aaron Donald, you know, I'm just saying. Got you. I got you. I'm not mad at you. I know I, we always talk about these athletes, but that's why the super teams in the NBA. Right. I'm not saying that they running from the grind, but wouldn't you want your job to be a little bit easier? I mean, yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, we're not in that kind of position. We'll never be in that kind of position. But I never felt like I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone. I wanted to ride someone's coattail, or I wanted to take it easy. I didn't want the easy way. I'm just not that dude. So they was like, "Yo, Q, you can have a good co-host, somebody that you would prefer." You'd be like, "Nah, man, have him do his own show. He's not coming on my show." No, no, no. I'm saying I wouldn't want to take it easy. I don't have that take it easy approach. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I'm not saying he's gonna stop working hard. I'm not saying take plays off. Well, it almost sounds like you said take plays off. I mean, Bobby thinks that you said take plays off. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby ain't talking. Bobby, 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 Bobby thinks, wasn't paying attention. Like Bobby was paying attention. He was not watching Space Jam. He was paying attention. All I'm saying is you want you want to go somewhere where you can win. They're the defending champs. I would stay with the defending champs. I can well, yeah. I, I, like I said, I feel like he's using Denver as leverage. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with him not wanting to go hard in the paint. I think it's just he's trying to get the most money. It's always about the money. At the end of the day, it's not about the work. It's always about the money. He's exactly. trying to get the most money he can. So we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. How about this note that just came down from Ian Rappaport? Ravens offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva has decided to retire. After a seven-year career, the team has announced that. In addition, they cut cornerback Tavon Young, and they tendered quarterback Tyler Huntley, the guy that I commented on one time, and all of a sudden he became my favorite quarterback in the league, according to some. But uh, Tyler Huntley's been tendered by the Ravens. They cut Tavon Young, and their offensive tackle, Alejandro Villanueva, has decided to retire. And he, I mean, I, I remember that week one game against the Raiders. He didn't look too good. Exactly. I think this is more of a, hey, man, I, I think I've seen my best days. My best days are behind me, retirement. Yeah. You know, even though he's only, he's kind of relatively a young guy. Yeah, he is. But seven years, hey, that's a long career. Get out while the getting's good. No, it is, and and he just didn't really look very good. I mean, he just yeah. he just didn't. He was he was the suspect spot on that offensive line. So I don't blame him for retiring. Hold on, I'll, real quick, let's go back to Huntley, the Washington football team, the Commanders. Yeah, why not trade for a Huntley or Jordan Love? He's back. He's sitting on the bench twiddling his thumbs. You know, trade for a good like a cheap backup that you make has potential to be a starter instead of Carson Wentz because he's probably just as good as Huntley or Jordan Love. That's a good point. And That's a good to, point. I'm just saying. I'm Watch actually get me in the front office. I asked. I asked, well, we know what your front office would look like if they did. Boy, you do. You have all kind of messes going on in your front office. But, but I did ask yesterday John McClain about the the you know trade value of Jordan Love, and he basically said nobody's gonna be able to trade for him because he doesn't have anything on film. I still think, even though he has nothing on film, because so many teams are so desperate for quarterbacks, there might be a team like the Colts. That say, hey, we'll take a shot at that guy. He's still on a rookie deal. If it doesn't work out, we can flip him, move him on. I think I, st- I don't think Jordan Love. This let me put it like this: I don't think Jordan Love is going to be a Packer this year. I think some team's going to make a move for him. I don't know who. I would lean towards the. I think the Colts are going to end up with either Jimmy G or Jordan Love. And if it comes down to one of those two, hell, Jimmy G wins games. It might not be pretty, but he wins games. And Jordan Love is. I mean, think about it. If you make a move for Jordan Love. What if, 
what if it works out really well? What if it works out like the Packers when they made the move for Brett Favre when he was in Atlanta? Exactly. What if he's got the biggest chip on his shoulder? You know, he's the guy that's like, yo, I've been doubted out. They signed this guy back for $100 million, let's just say. Come on, man. You think he ain't got nothing to prove? Oh, he's he's definitely got something to prove. Or he And he could sting up the joint. But if all you right. got to do is trade a third and a fourth for him, why not? I mean, I don't know if that's what it would take to get Jordan Love out of out of uh, out of Green Bay. Who knows what they want? If I'm Green Bay, I would I, I would try to you know at least get a first for him. What? He was what? a first round pick. What? He was a first round pick. We all saw him go. All right, now I got now I got a sour on him a little bit. He we was all saw first, him go to Kansas City and sneak up the joint. He was a first round pick though, wasn't he? Like when we did see him, he was he a first good. round pick? Yes, he was. Okay, but we taking your hands off of him for cheap. Y'all ain't using him. Well. If if I'm the Packers, I'll say, well, we plan on using them. Or maybe I'll hit him with some country stuff. Well, we plans on using them, sir, Mr. Sir. We're going to get them on the field sooner than later. I don't know why you had to go there. Because <laughs> the way you tried to Uncle Fester me. How, well, how did I try to Uncle you Fester you? You tried to give me the Uncle Fester. It's okay. What's the Uncle Fester? Whatever, you, whatever approach you tried to make. The strong arm? No, that wasn't no strong arm. That was something else. <laughs> that was some country backwoods. I'm going to make some kind of... Trade that nobody believes in type move. Well, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uncle Willie, fine. Maybe not Uncle Fester, maybe Uncle Willie. It's one of those cats. Yesterday, not only did the Seahawks decide to move on from Russell Wilson and trade him to the Denver Denver Broncos, but they also let Bobby Wagner know that they were releasing him. That's going to save Seattle $16.6 million against the salary cap. So they have all of a sudden all this salary cap space. They all of a sudden have all this draft capital. I know I, I've used the word rebuild for them, but maybe they're just retooling, reshaping. Maybe they're a team that's got the stones to try to make a move for Deshaun Watson. Because I'll tell you, I know people have said the Raiders need to make a move for Deshaun Watson. He ain't going to be in Las Vegas. There ain't no shot he's going to be in Vegas. So you can go ahead and cancel that. Hey, go back to the show question. What's one realistic trade? If they just want to get rid of all their good players, DK Metcalf, Raiders, see what it takes to get him in a trade. Is he the difference maker you think uh, for the team? He's the number one receiver. Is, he is to me. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not questioning you. I'm just asking you. Do you think he'd be the difference maker if you use the speed, the big playability of a DK Metcalf? You've got obviously. Uh, you got Darren Waller. You got Hunter Renfro. Zay Jones. You know he could be the 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 fourth receiver. Was is that is that an offense that you think could compete with the the rest of the division? I mean that's just a straight question. I do. Get another receiver in the draft. Maybe get that the big speedster in the draft, and then he's the re- he's the possession receiver that the Raiders hoped Brian Edwards would be. That's a big question with with uh, Brian Edwards, man. That kind of bothers me. I thought he was going to be a big time player. Uh, I really did. I thought he had, a, and he does. I mean, I'm look. I'm not trying to write him off already, but man, it just seems like he had such an opportunity last year, and he really didn't take advantage of it for one reason or the other. So. You'd like to see DK Metcalf as that as that big time playmaker for the Raiders. I can see that. I can see that. That could be a trade. Raider Nation, would you like that trade? Would you like the the Raiders to at least reach out to Seattle and say, "Hey, what's it going to take to go and get DK Metcalf? What was he originally? A second round pick? Yep, and he's still on that rookie deal. Yeah, no, he's definitely on that rookie deal still. That's interesting. That could be a good one. That could be a good one. But Bobby Wagner has been uh, told he's going to get released and actually been released, and so he actually could sign with the team. Uh, sooner rather than later because he's a veteran and he's out there on the open market. Uh, there's one other question that I had for you before we uh, take a break. We'll take calls and texts following the, the break at 702-365-9200 and Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Former Raider GM Mike Mayock is back in the news because multiple 
multiple um, outlets are trying to, I guess, gauge his interest, and he's trying to gauge their interest in him having a return to television. And the one, and I have no problem with that. I think that's great. Hey, look, if 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 NFL Network were to have him last weekend at the combine, I'd have been good with it. But people are saying that the concern is because of what happened with the Raiders, he's lost his credibility for TV. I don't see it. But to, to you, I'm asking you, do you think that because he didn't do great as the GM of the Raiders that he's lost his credibility to be that TV GM? Uh, No, because how many times do you see former players get these jobs as analysts? I think it's about what do you provide as a personality? Because you could, like, we're watching what NBA Today was on. What Kendra Perkins ever do? Kendra Perkins was a damn good player. Yeah, but okay, come what are on. What talking about? Perkins was a damn good player. Not a damn good player. Yes, he was. That is strong. He, he was strong. Yeah, okay. Kendrick he's, Perkins he's gonna, he's a hell of a player. Screens and give you, Kendrick, give you Perkins, six good fouls. Kendrick Perkins wasn't a good player. You take him off that Celtic team, they still win the championship with the big three? Hey, probably. You can put any replacement level no, center you can't. on that hey, team. Hey, man, don't be Yo, so disrespectful. Okay. Now that I know is, I'd smoke you in basketball. You have no you have no basketball you acumen caping? whatsoever. You remember Kendrick when Draymond, Perkins was a damn good when player. Draymond Green was looking at him on the bench and Tra- did a cheerleader dance. Draymond that's is, all he does. Draymond is, is a Hall of Famer, though. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yo, Draymond's man, a hell of a player, too. Whenever we take this break, we're going to have to pull up the basketball. Pull up whatever you want to pull up. You need to pull up some... Some height. Okay, that, step that up, ain't step got up your competition this. Yo, on this conversation. Yo, you came for Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick anyway, Perkins was damn good. Not damn good. Oh, you're true. A solid center, but damn good. Wow. You, you you won't even say Amari Cooper's damn good. You struggle to say that. No, but I Kendrick didn't. Perkins is damn good. I said good. he's not great. I said he's not great. So you out here trying to tell me a man who averaged about five points a game was damn good. He played. Ben, okay, so Ben Wallace wasn't great. He wouldn't know Ben Wallace. No, but he he played the role, though. He played the role when needed. Did he not? He played the role. You've got to have role players. Sometimes players don't know their role. Kay Perkins knew his role, and he played it well. Tell me he didn't. But for how long? It he doesn't matter. He, did, he get, did he get a ring? Yes, because he was on that. They don't need. They didn't need him on oh, that team. Oh man, you are really discrediting. Anywho, him. back to back to Mike Mayock. Yes, because you can still it's Mike be, Mayock. By the way, I said Mike Mayock. You, okay, go ahead. You can still be a great analyst, even though some of your bona fides are a little lacking. That's all. That's the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Where you can be like average to mediocre at the job, but hey, that doesn't that doesn't affect your analysis on TV. I don't disagree with you on that. Now the Perkins thing—that's another conversation. I don't disagree at all. I think that he'd be great. I would have loved, like I said, to see him back on NFL Network last weekend. But I it, asked Rich Eisen that question. It wasn't when we the had question. Super Bowl week two, and he would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, exactly. But there is there is people that are saying for different networks. He's talking to Amazon. Uh, apparently, he's uh, had conversations with the NFL Network. But I think he's going to end up on Amazon. They're starting to put together a little roster. They got Kirk Herbstreit. He's going to be doing ca- calling games on Thursday. I think he's going to end up on on Amazon. I think that'd be good. I, I would go to Amazon because I feel like they're saying name your price. Right. Because they also tried to get Sean McVay $100 million. You know how much, love, you know much you have to love to coach football, turn down $100 million to work, what, 20 weeks out of the year? Right. Whew. Well, he, he'll be back on the sidelines. Oh, not Sean McVay, but uh, Sean um, Payton, he'll be back on the sidelines real soon. But, uh, yeah, McVay did turn down that money. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So, no, I'm, I'm with you. Mike Mayock, I think, should be on TV yesterday. But they're like I said, that's that's their biggest question when it comes to him right now is did he lose credibility? I don't think he did, 
But that's the conversation that's being had. So, Raider Nation, you can chime in on any conversation that we're having around here. Basketball, football, it don't matter. Chime in, 69187, keyword R&R. That's the Sam and Ash text line. And, of course, we also got the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Coming up at 130, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. I don't think it's ever been so loud in the studio. Bobby Machado's holding it down behind the wheels of steel. It's like, what in the world am I experiencing in this studio in this commercial break? Me and Damon just had a very spirited conversation about Kendrick Perkins in the in the break. And I said specifically, and I'll say it again, he was a damn good player, and he was a damn good role player, and he played his role well. Those are two different statements. No, it's not. A damn good role player, and that's all he had to be, was a damn good role player. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, a damn good role player on good teams. Fine. But an okay player. But damn good at what he did. Damn good at setting them screens. You're right. He did a lot more than just set screens, but he was a damn good role player. Damn not good saying he was a star. Never said he was a star. Okay. I said he was a damn good player. But at what he needed. You brought up a player where you're just like, oh, what did Warriors fans think about Andrew Bogut? Andrew, Andrew Bogut, Bogut was just big. When he was in Milwaukee, he was more than just big. I know, big. but we're he not, talk- we're not talking about Milwaukee. He we're was not an talk- all defensive. We're not talking about what he did in Milwaukee. I'm player. talking about what he did with the Warriors. Okay, he was already broken down by then. And yes, he played he his was, role. He played, exactly. And that's all he had to do. And he was damn good at it, was he not? Yes, damn okay, good at the that's role. exactly my point. But you said a damn good player. Yes, he was just and I okay said a damn player. good role player. Yo, we were talking about Coop having me on the payroll. Kendrick Perkins got you on the payroll? I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll count out 15 damn good role players. That, you need role players. Everyone's not a star. Yes, but that doesn't mean, okay, that's, I'm just saying for me, that doesn't make them good, though. Why? He played his role and he played it well. And it helped the team win a championship. Did it not? I don't think he had anything to do with that team no, winning the championship. See, that's, that's, where you're, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're discrediting him, and that's why I'm cutting for him. Because you're discrediting a dude who played his role, and he played it well. Championship teams, hell, the Spurs were made of role players outside of Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was a stud, but they had role players, guys that come off the bench. Look at the Warriors' first championship. They had role players. All those guys that came off the bench, nobody was trying to throw big money at them, but they were damn good players, damn good role players at what they did. Okay. Apple's not going to give you the answer. DeMond's oh, staring no. into his computer like he's going to give him the oh, answer. No, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm, I'm just, talking off I'm the top the of my head. Reference. I know damn good role players, and I know damn good players when I see one. And okay. I know what one is. And Kendrick Perkins was a damn good role player. Okay, well, All let's championship just drop it team, No, no. All championship teams have damn good role players. Do they not? Yes, they do. That's all Kendrick Perkins was. But I feel like you're you're putting him on the pedestal of I did all not, time no, great I didn't. role players, you, that's, and it's just like, I didn't no. say any of that. He came in. I didn't say any of that. You're saying that you discredited him because he's on TV, and you thought that he wasn't really worth the salt, and he wasn't. No, because you can get a better player if it was just like, hey, you can choose between T Mac, Vince Carter. When I come, when it comes back to the Mayock conversation, or when it has the name brand value, right? Wouldn't you want the That's bigger fine. star? That's Someone fun. where you say, this guy, not only does he have that mainstream appeal, but people can look up and, and it backs up. He knows what he's talking about. I'm not saying Kendrick Perkins doesn't know basketball, but I'm saying where you have a guy who averaged about five and seven for his career, 
It's not necessarily always about points and, and rebounds. It's about playing a certain role. That's all I'm saying. But when it comes to the casual fan watching this person on TV, right. if someone just comes over and they're just like, okay, we've got uh, we've got Shaq and we got Kendrick Perkins, who's more of an authority on basketball just to the average fan? That's well, why the, like, the, the bigger name is going to get the attraction. Exactly. Doesn't mean that he knows more about basketball. But that's also, How about Bruce Bowen? How, what did you think about Bruce Bowen? Oh, better, he was better at his role than Kendrick Perkins, who was more. But he was a damn good role player, yes. right? Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You can take Kendrick Perkins off that Celtics team, and you they, can you take can Bruce still, Bowen off the Spurs, and they still win a championship too. I think that his, I think his role was <laughs> way more valuable. He was, but he was damn good at what he did. Yes. Okay, that's but all I'm, I'm saying. There's damn good but role you're players. You're trying to make me sound like no, I don't not. value role players. No, you don't value value Kendrick Perkins. Yes, you didn't value him. I think you could take a replacement level center and still get that same production. He. Played a role, and he played it well, and he helped the team win the championship. But do you Just like Big Baby Davis helped. Yes, but what I'm saying is the production of like replacement level. And he can't even, he can't even get on courtside seat these days. Yeah, he just funny. got arrested or kicked out the arena the other night. Yeah, it's just like, hey, big dog, these ain't your seats. Because he can't afford them. He done lost his NBA money, lost his drug money, all that. He had that, he had that video. He was on a private plane eating chicken. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that drug money ran out. Yo, but like all I'm saying is, hey – the value that you bring to a TV audience. Like Charles Barkley, it happens to Charles Barkley all the time. Oh, here's a good example. I remember one time Shannon Sharp, this was earlier last last season, Mm -hmm. Shannon Sharp came at DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf basically just like laughed him off, and then I felt like somebody told DK Metcalf, hey, you better do your Googles, bro. And DK Metcalf was on that, I'm I'm trying to get like you, big dog. (laughs) After I feel like after like he had to do brush up on who Shannon Sharp actually was. Because that's the only point that I'm making. Sometimes you look at the player on TV, Shannon Sharp, a good example on first take. Now, excuse me, not first take, undisputed on Fox Sports. Where it's just like, oh, this guy's just a gas bag. He's just saying whatever. But then you say, arguably, pound for pound, no, he knows what he's, talking he's about. the greatest tight end of all time. I mean, I would never I would never discredit what Shannon Sharp has to say, even if I think those shows are silly. Exactly. But all I'm saying is, if you take Shannon Sharp tight end, what you would value his opinion more than tight end who just had a cup of coffee when it comes to what he's saying on TV. That's the only point I'm trying to no, make. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I actually agreed with you on that comment. I just didn't agree with you on the on the Kendrick Perkins. Oh, was that's, a, what, that's what the re- <laughs> No, is that not who we're He's talking about? He's a very good player to me. Okay. I said he was a damn good role player. Did I not? Yeah, yeah. That's why I keep arguing about it because you keep trying to tell me that I didn't say he was a damn good role player, and I know I did. Yeah, I'm not. He was. A, that's I'm, what you keep. No, that's why I keep talking I'm a, about hold it. Hold on, real quick. That's the only reason I keep talking I'm about it because you, you. Okay. That he was a damn good role okay, player. Okay, that's all. But you had when to it say. comes to his actual skill, I just think he was okay. That's fine, but he played a role. Yes, that's it. That's hey what, man, so I feel like we. It's like in this. It's like in this show. We all play our role. Sometimes players don't know their role on this show, and some player play it really well. Like Bobby's like, I'm playing this role really well. And a lot of times you play the role really well too. So you should respect that. Because you're playing like, a damn good role. I feel like some guys I've worked with in the past have no understanding of how to play the role. I feel like we're on the same side here. When we break it down. I, I, I think we probably should have been. Probably should have been a long time ago. Paloma's coming up though. <laughs> she knows about role players. UNLV got some role players. They got some six man of the year awards. They got all kind of stuff going on with them. Got some good. Got some good uh got some good text messages. Kendrick Player was an average player for a very short period of Kendrick time. Kendrick Perkins, not period. Kendrick Player. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins was an average player for a very short period of time. Period. Fine. Two periods. Fine. <laughs> Still a damn good role player. No big deal. 
127 is the time. Now that we got that out, now that Bobby is, feels educated on uh, the Boston Celtics and all that good stuff, we'll talk to Paloma Villacana about UNLV and we'll do it next. It's Rare Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Joining us now on the phone lines from Fox 5 Sports, host of the Reb Zone, is Paloma Villacana. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time. Believe me, you saved us from ourselves around here on the show. So we <laughs> definitely appreciate your time this afternoon. And it's an exciting time around the UNLV program, both with the ladies and the men. And let's start with the Lady Rebels. We haven't talked a lot about them this year, but they're playing tonight. They're in action. They got Colorado State. And they got an opportunity to win the Mountain West Championship. I mean, how exciting of a time is it for uh, for Coach LaRock and, and the Ladies, uh, the Lady Rebel team. I mean, even last year during their COVID year, when when Lindy took over the program, they were great. Last year, they lost in the first round of the tournament last year. So I think these girls have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I was talking to Desi Ray Young last night, and she goes, "You know, we're we're trying to make it through. We're trying to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, go to the big dance and 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 win this thing. So it's awesome to see Lindy, you know, Vegas born, yeah. Vegas native, come back to her city." Uh, you know, turn the program around a 12 game win streak during the regular season, regular season Mountain West champs. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about the Lady Rebels, but, um, you know, she's got some ballers. She's got some local girls yeah. that can seriously ball out. They're physical, they're tough. No one wants to play them, and they they just seem to be everyone. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time right now in Vegas. Yeah, it is. The game is tonight at 7 o'clock, and, and that's the thing. That's one of the things that really stood out to me is that, you know, Lindy LaRock, as you mentioned from here, uh, Desiree, Desiree Young, uh, you know, she's representing Las Vegas as well. I mean, how, how much how big is it for them to be able to have this opportunity to win this championship tonight and do it here in Las Vegas? Yeah, I mean, especially for the local girls, Essence Booker, Desiree Young, uh, for them to put the city on their back and, and represent. But, yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see Lindy. You know, she's coming from the top of the top of the top, Stanford, um, and, and to, to come back to Vegas to to have the season she's having and to put it on in front of the home crowd. And, you know, I, my prediction is that the Lady Rebels are going to beat Colorado State tonight. Mm. Uh, they dominated them during the regular season. So, um, just just the, the the ballers that she has on her team, and they're young. They're young. I mean, she's got a lot of freshmen and sophomores on her team. There's only four upperclassmen on the Lady Rebels team. So to see this young squad, a brand-new squad, girls from all over the country, uh, gel, 12-game win streak, win the regular season Mountain West title, um, you know, go go on a run and, and, and beat Air Force and – um, you know, it's, it's great. It's great. I'm excited for tonight. And I think everyone in Vegas should pack the Mac tonight at seven. Yeah, Paloma, speaking of packing the Mac, the, tw- the team's Twitter account, they put out that the Lady Rebels, they're five and zero inside the Thomas and Mac and a plus 24 scoring margin when they do play inside the Thomas and Mac. Is the team aware of how good they've been at home this season? I think so. And I think, I mean, you know, everyone has been taught. I mean, okay. So the last game they played at the Cox Pavilion against Reno Unfortunately, dropped that game to the Wolfpack, but it was packed, and that line outside the Thomas and Mac was like wrapping around outside. So, um, you know, it's it's awesome to see 
to see Vegas come out and support them. But, yeah, I mean, if they can keep it going at the Thomas and Mac, um, I know it's a big stage. There was no one there last year, and it just had a completely different level with COVID, not one single fan uh, at the Thomas and Mac last year. So um, they're, 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 the game against Air Force last night was, was loud. It was rowdy. It was fun. So if we can get the same envir- environment in there tonight, it'll be a lot of fun. Talking right now with Paloma Villacano from Fox 5 Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned you think that they're going to beat Colorado State tonight, and I got a good feeling that they're going to win as well. If they do pull off the victory and they get that championship, what would it mean for the program? I mean, Lindy is incredibly emotional after every post-game you know, press conference because you know she's from here. She grew up in this basketball community. Her players grew up in this basketball community. Um, and she was just saying, you know, it's it's one thing to win the Mountain West Championship, you know, whoever you are, wherever you are, but it's another thing to win the Mountain West Championship here in Las Vegas, born and raised here, uh, grew up here, you know, grew up in the basketball hoops community here, and, you know, to, to coach a team and to have so much success so early on in her career, um, you know, first time as a head coach last year during COVID, you know, she's only two years into her career, and She's had an incredible, successful season at UNLV with her girls. So um, it'd be huge. And honestly, I, like, I might cry a little bit. Like, if Uh-oh. Lindy starts crying, Uh-oh. like, <laughs> just because, you know, Lindy's awesome and her team is her team is awesome. And I had them on the red zone. And one thing about Lindy LaRock, she's locked in. Like, her post-game press conferences, like, you could just tell, like, she's a dog. Like, she's been fighting all season. And I think she requires that focus, that intensity from her girls. And you, and you can see it when they play. Now, Paloma, I know that the most important game is always the next one. But has this team given any thought to if they do win this one, where their seeding would be in that NCAA tournament? Because I think that's the next step. And, hey, sky's the limit. I know. I'm super excited. I want to see them go far in the NCAA tournament. Um I think I think Lindy and, and the players are, are just focused on winning the next game. And what Lindy said last night was, okay, sure, you know, they dominated Colorado State like 80 to 69 during the regular season. But when it comes to the tournament and it comes to a championship game, she told us last night, like, hey, you could be playing anyone outside on the blacktop. Doesn't matter. They could be a no-name team. If there's a championship on the line, like, it, it's it. Like, it's, it's go time. Like, they could be playing anyone. So I think they're just focused on, on tonight, winning, winning this game, you know, um, staying strong, playing t- tough, playing physical. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, if they win, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping to travel with them. Um, I'm already talking to the Lady Rebels about, you know, if, if wherever they go, I'm, I'm hoping to travel with them to to their next game. Nice. I like it. I like it. You know what? Let me yeah. ask you this. One, one more question about uh, the Lady Rebels. Lindy LaRock, she is an absolute rock star. What what makes her go? What makes her tick? You know what I mean? Like, like as you got closer to her and, and getting to know her more and more and more, mm-hmm. what kind of makes, makes her go? She's incredibly competitive, you know, incredibly. Like, she just has this fire in her, you know, coming from Stanford, um, you know, playing Sweet 16, playing in Final Fours. Um, being coached by the absolute, you know, goat Tara Vanderveer. Mm-hmm. She's just got that fire, that competitive edge about her. And even, I mean, even when we were sitting down in studio, you know me, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, right. Lady Rebels, like, how you doing? Lindy is locked in. She's like, we're great. We won the Mountain West regular season title. Great. We're, we're working our heads down. We're just working. I mean, she's just got that focus. She's got that drive in her. And I think that's, that's kind of the culture she's built in her program. Um, just incredibly focused, keep your head down, work hard, you know, 
sure they went on a 12-game win streak, but I remember interviewing her after that, and she goes, we don't care. We're keeping our heads down. You know, keep grinding. We'll look up at the end of the season and, you know, hopefully be where we want to be. So um, that's just kind of the, the work ethic she has. Talking right now with Paloma Villacana, host of Fox 5, Fox 5 Sports, host of the Reb Zone on Fox 5 Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Now the men, they get in action tomorrow night. They're taking on Wyoming. They just beat Wyoming not too long ago. Uh, they did lose their last game of the regular season, a game that they admitted they weren't really too focused in on. Uh, what do you think the intensity level is? How, how do they come into this game tomorrow night? Yeah, well, Kevin Kruger was definitely disappointed in uh, the way they came out in New Mexico. I mean, they were down by 16 points at halftime. Uh, Justin Webster was telling me, you know, they just took New Mexico lightly. They just walked in there thinking it was going to be a cakewalk. The final game of the regular season, you know, maybe it was a 9 o'clock tip-off. I mean, maybe they were tired. Just You know, they, they already knew they were the number 5 seed heading into that game against New Mexico, but... You know, Coach Kruger was disappointed the way his guys came out in New Mexico. Um, you know, they, they dropped a close game, but I think, I think the guys have had a few days to, to rest and, and get ready for Wyoming. Uh, you know, they, they played on Saturday night, so, you know, they've had like, you know, three, four days now to prepare for Wyoming, which is great because during the regular season, it almost felt like we were playing every other day. So uh, to have like three, four days to prepare for Wyoming is huge. You know, they did beat them on senior night. That was a great game. Uh, emotions were high because it was senior night, you know, 64 to 57. Um, you know, Coach Kruger said hats off to their defense. He saw, you know, a different tone on defense from his guys. Um, and, you know, the, Wyoming's talented. They got some, some big-time hoopers on that team. So it's just going to be another defensive fight on, on Thursday at 2.30 against Wyoming. And um, like I said, you know, the Red and Rebels had a few days to prepare for this game. So, you know, they got to keep winning, you know, each game, take each each day at a time. But, I mean, they got to give it their all on Thursday. All right, Paloma, I think that obviously that the Mountain West is a pretty good conference when it comes to conference basket when it comes to college basketball. And that maybe this could be a three-bid team when it comes to getting in that NCAA tournament. But mm-hmm. what are the Rebels' outlook to maybe taking it all and winning this, winning this conference tournament? Oh, every single player I talk to says, you know, we want to win the Mountain West. We want to win the Mountain West, and that's it. But, you know, I mean, hey, the Mountain West Conference, pretty hard. Boise, San Diego, Wyoming, um, you know, so, so they got they, they got to beat Wyoming. They got to beat Boise. They got to beat San Diego. So, I mean, those are all tough teams. So it's incredibly competitive. Kevin Kruger was saying, you know, in, in his time being in the Mountain West, he thinks this is as good as the conference has been since his time being in it. So, um, you know, you got some big time hoopers in the Mountain West. So, I mean, they got a first start with Wyoming and then, you know, they possibly might face Boise. They might face San Diego. So, um, you know, those are teams they, they got to beat. So, yeah. <laughs> is, is that is that what they have to do to get into the NCAA tournament is win the whole thing? Mm, I think I personally think so. Okay. Yeah, I personally think so. Um yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Well, that's I mean, that's, you know, it's it's a tall task. It's not easy, but somebody's yeah. got to win it, right? I mean, somebody's got to right. go win it. So so why not be them? Uh, as far as whatever happens, I don't know how far they're going to go. I don't know how long they're going to be dancing. If they're going to go to the tournament, go to the NIT, I don't know. But I do know that Bryce Hamilton, his career is going to be coming to a, a end pretty soon. You know, one way or the other. What kind of legacy will he have left on the UNLV program once it's all said and done? Incredible. I mean, just a humble guy works hard, tells me he's in the gym every single night, 
you know, shooting every single night in the gym. Um, you know, just never, never, I've never seen him kind of, you know, keep his head down or ever be in a bad mood. He's always positive, always happy, always smiling, great teammate. Um, you know, his, his spin move, like, oh, he's just, he's, he's just awesome. What an incredible guy to, to be around. And I know every single player on the team was, was telling me throughout the season, like, it's an honor to play with Bryce Hamilton, to be able to be his teammate, to see what he's doing this season. It's incredible. Jordan McCabe says he's the best basketball player I've ever played with. And McCabe is coming from, you know, the Big 12. And, all you know, Royce and, and Donovan are coming from the Big 12, too. So, you know, Bryce Hamilton, I mean, man, has it been fun to watch him this season? Has right. it been fun to see him go off 42 points against Colorado State? And, you know, um, he's just he's been a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, bright future for Bryce. Can't wait to see, you know, where his journey takes him. You know, I was just thinking while you were talking about it, is there not two better ambassadors for the programs itself at UNLV when you have the chuck wagon and then you got Bryce Hamilton? <laughs> I know, right? And it's awesome. I mean, I'm like, here I am covering. You know, sometimes I come home from these trips and I'm like, wow, like, this is awesome. You know, get to I get to see some of the best players in the Mountain West. And like you said, the Chuck Wagon and his legacy that he's leaving behind and Bryce Hamilton, the legacy that he's leaving behind. And, you know, to see Kevin Kruger bring in all these new guys and, and for them to have a, a great season together and kind of just learn. I'm, I'm just learning and growing from, from these players and their experiences and what they've had to go through and flipping the switch and, you know, moving across country. And, you know, uh, Kevin Kruger has guys from Canada China, Africa, you know, like right. he's got guys from all over the world coming in. Um, and to see these guys and, and put in the work they do every day and they have family back home in Nigeria that they're playing for, you know, they're trying to try to make a path for them. Like, it's just awesome. I'm, I'm sitting here like it's, it's just a blessing to, <laughs> to get to cover these teams and learn from these stories and the Chuck wagon, he's doing it for his baby daughter and his family and, you know, so it's just been awesome to to cover the 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 teams this year at UNLV. On the past episode of the Reb Zone, Bryce was in studio with you, and you said you mentioned how fun it was. But of all the players that you've had the one on ones with, who's been the mm -hmm. most fun to interview? <laughs> well, that's a long list, bro. That's a long <laughs> list. I mean, okay, the football team, like I don't even know where to start with them. Um, you know, they're all great guys too. But yeah, I mean, the basketball team. Like I said, those bus that that if this bus could talk, like you know, <laughs> if, if this bus, I mean, they're so funny, and that's that's just the one thing about the Running Rebels. Like they all have great personalities, but honestly, I think I think Donovan Williams is probably the funniest. Every single day, he's been posting just funny TikToks and just you know funny funny content, whatever. But that's just the one thing is like, not only are they just great athletes, you know, they work hard. They're also just a fun time to be around. And you can tell they're, they're having fun and practice and, you know, being with each other. And, you know, these guys are every single day with each other. So it's been fun. But yeah, Donovan, Donovan's hilarious. Um, I'll, I'll, I honestly, all the running rebels <laughs> are pretty funny, but yeah, I, I'd have to say Donovan Williams is probably the funniest guy on the team, in my opinion. Well, you know, if you can't come to a conclusion on, like, one person who was the greatest, that means <laughs> that means that you're having a really good time and that a lot of yeah. them are a lot of fun because you can't Absolutely. really narrow it down. <laughs> so, Absolutely. They keep me young, you know. They, there you they go. tell me what's funny on TikTok and all that. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. I'm not mad at that at all. Well, Paloma, enjoy the game tonight. Who you got coming up on the Rev Zone uh, that we need to be on the lookout for? 
Man, so it's the last show of the season. I'm like, oh my goodness, this flew by. But um, yeah, it's, it'll be a it'll be a big show because we got all the tournament hoops. Uh, you know, we got with with and, and Sunday selection Sunday. So right. it's it's yeah, it's going to be a big show um, with, with a lot of news basically on on the Reb Zone. But we'll have Lady Rebels. We'll have the Running Rebels. Um, I did a really fun, cool hip hop shoot with um, the Rebel Girls nice. the dance team. So um, yeah, we got a little bit of like hip hop. You know, we okay. got some dance, some hoops. All like, right, the Red Zone. We got it all. We got yeah. it all in the Red Zone. So. Yeah, man, I, I gotta come visit the Red Zone one time, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have to have y'all on for sure. That's for what sure. I'm talking about. We have to have a collaboration <laughs> one of these times. Well, Paloma, yes. enjoy the game tonight. Uh, I might actually it. be able to make an appearance tonight. I'm trying to get over there Let's to the go. game. I want to check it out. But I do appreciate you giving us a great. Great rundown on the Lady Rebels and the Running Rebels. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys. All right, later. There she goes. Paloma Villacana right there does a fantastic job covering both the men and the women. Uh, host of the Reb Zone. You can find her on Twitter at Paloma Villacana. 148 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out the show, and then Vinny Bonsignor will be on deck. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ, of course, our team. Kept winning, kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. I know you're still living your life after death. Jordan Schultz on Twitter. Acquiring superstar Deshaun Watson is number one on the Panthers' wish list, per a source. As we know, Deshaun has a no-trade clause, but the staff is under immense pressure from owner David Tepper after consecutive five-win seasons. Watson would represent immediate improvement. Again, that's Jordan Schultz on Twitter. And boy, I know a lot of teams would like to have Deshaun Watson. I just don't see, and John McClain tells us every week, I don't see how any team could really make a a, a real legit run at him with everything, all the baggage that he has coming with him. Like, you just can't make a real run. But also, as you were saying earlier, like, I just don't know. Are teams looking at him where it's maybe like Calvin Ridley where it's just like, hey, don't even think about it because he's going to be suspended for a year? Because I feel like if teams could have maybe some assurance that, like, hey, he's definitely going to be suspended for a whole season, would you eat that? Even two seasons. Would you like I'm saying if you're the team that if you're a bad team, right, it's like, hey, trade for him now. He's definitely going to be suspended for two seasons. Would you still come back? Like he's going to come back. Would he still be younger than 30? Right. I mean, yeah, he would. But I mean, man, that's I, I just think that's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, it, I'm just looking from the football. No, I know. I, I hear you. I if, just if he avoids jail time. Well, yeah. no, I mean, and I think he's going to be able to I, I, honestly, at the end of the day, he's probably going to pay off, off all these civil suits. And it's probably going to go away. I mean, honestly, that's probably how it's going to end up shaking out. Now, who knows? He has court on Friday, so uh, we'll get a good idea of what's going to go on. But I just don't I don't see how a team in, in, you know, in good faith, in reality, can even acquire him. I mean, think about the, the, the climate that we live in today. Like, you have to be careful. Everything you say on the radio, someone's going to get offended. Can you imagine a dude who's been accused of 22 sexual assaults, all of a sudden a team trading for him? You tell me that there wouldn't be all kind of issues going on outside of the 
Oh, yes, the there, would be, there would be protests. There would be tweets up a storm. But I feel like America's the land of second chances. All it would take was one owner, maybe not even the owner, the general manager to get in front of the camera. Remember when Chauncey Billups got hired by the uh, Portland Trailblazers? His introductory press conference, someone tried to ask some of those tough questions when it came to allegations, and they're just like, hey, we, have, we addressed those already. Now we're just talking about ball. I understand. I'm not so saying. I'm not saying it's a foolproof system. I'm not saying you get to say, hey, we're not talking about that anymore. I just don't know how it's going to work. I really don't. We've it's, seen teams do it before. I'm not, not with this, who? Well, maybe not this exact situation. The Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben. The Philadelphia Eagles bringing in Michael Vick. A totally different situation. And look how, how big of an S-storm that was. Exactly. And this, but, is, this is way worse. And the time is different, too. Think about it. It's 2022. It's different times now. you got to be careful with everything. I mean, everything. Twitter, you got to be careful with what you tweet. I mean, everything. This is massive. Joe Mixon just played in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not saying that it's the right thing to do, but I don't find it it's so hard to be like, hey, everybody deserves a second chance. He's paid his punishment. You know, he's served his time, and now we're just focusing on football. That's fine. No, hey, I'm, I'm just I, – all I did is say I, I, I don't see how it's going to work. I didn't say you're wrong. I just know that the Raiders aren't, aren't going to be the team that does it. There's no way. You think they'd do it? No. Okay. 32 teams. So, no, not really. There's probably about – I don't know, maybe two or three teams that realistically have an opportunity. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are that team, but maybe they are. Maybe David Tepper doesn't care. Who knows? Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next. He's in the huddle 2 to 4 p.m. He's going to hold it down. Then we're going to pass the the sticks on to college basketball. We're going to have some hoops action on the radio here a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, Damon Cotton, Bobby Machado did an absolute job. Great job today on the show. We definitely appreciate you. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.